You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Alright everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, the True Penny Channel, Nerd to Know Media and all other wrestling podcasts, uh, extravaganza places and also YouTube. You are listening to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast with people who don't hate wrestling because we go back to the past which is the name of the game today we are going to go back to september 12th 1999 for wcw fall brawl my name is daryl connor and i'm joined by my co-host mr martin hardy how are things martin how's things if i could choose any day i'd choose tuesday <laughs> even though we tape on a friday Listen, let's not get behind the, the screen. Let's not r- reveal let's not the ruin, magic to the people let, of Dublin. Let's not ruin kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kayfabe, comrade. It, kayfabe. It's, funny, it's funny. My friend actually said to me, uh, she used the word kayfabe. And she doesn't watch wrestling. And I'm like, how did you know that word? <laughs> and she was like, oh, I heard it on a podcast one is, time. I'm is like, she what? perhaps a Kazarni? I look. I don't know. I I just. It's weird when you hear a non a non wrestling fan here say the word kayfabe. Um, but yeah. So there you go. I think I think Strange. the internet was just the death of secrecy in general for like any click. Not not just for wrestling fans, but for like any group of people or any profession or any you know uh, pursuance. I think the internet was basically the death of. You know, the curtain, the curtain that covers how it really happens. Like, mm. uh, you can go and see a magic show if you want. And you can go, oh, how did that, how did you do that? You can talk to the magician after and go, how did you do that? And you go, oh, I'll never tell. I'm a member of the inner magic circle. And you go, ah, it's fine. I'll just Google it. Um, yeah, no, that's it. Like, it's one of those things where you're, you, you're kind of sitting there going, oh, man, this is crazy. But... It is it is one of the great uh, benefits that we're offered by going back to the past, to a time where the internet was not only in its infancy, but I remember using the internet in 1999 to download, uh, of all things, Chris Jericho's uh, Titantron on a floppy disk. <laughs> you could actually do it. You could actually download the Titantron videos from WDB.com and put them on a floppy disk. So I remember I, I had and that. They, and did, did they, they actually play? fit on a floppy disk? No. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them did. It was like big crust to hell. I'm, I'm just so. thinking back to like uh like WBF No Mercy and that. And these were like cartridges and they couldn't hold videos. Well, re- now again, I wasn't as tech savvy as I am now, but from the way I remember it working, and again, this was 20 years ago, uh, <laughs> I remember you would download it and it would be big crushed to some 
horrifically small file size and it would only be the, like the it wouldn't be the music it would literally just be basically a gif it was basically a glorified gif that you were downloading from w.com and uh yeah i remember that so it was it was kind we of had, funny i had w- one friend in um when i was in school not primary school in high school mm. who was like kind of computer literate mm. and uh yeah, back then, like uh, like floppy disks were still the thing, but he, because he was so computer literate, he had a memory card. Oh, wow. Or a memory stick. Oh, wow. And he gave me a memory stick one day, and I remember plugging that memory stick in to my computer, and it, it kind of opened up to me just like what the future of computers and what the future of the internet was, because that tiny little memory stick held so much porn just an insane amount of porn remember we were on fm radio and i have not described or shown any of that porn so i think our fm listeners are fine until i start describing it in graphic detail what is what is interesting about that point though not 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 what not what was on it but the actual method of transportation it's funny right so not to get too much into it, but if the internet hadn't have existed the way it is now, right, the future of technology actually would have went that way, where it would have been huge storage devices that you're carrying around. Yeah. That's Whereas nowadays, been. thankfully, thankfully, we just have these tiny data centers that eat up no electricity or energy. Well, <laughs> that 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 problem is with the Irish government. <laughs> like oh, all problems. What? We yeah. have a problem with the Irish government? <laughs> oh. They could. They couldn't find. A, they couldn't find a way of a paper wet bag. Sometimes know? they'd make you wish that the Brits would come back, and then apologise and go sorry for the mess. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and, then, and, then and then and then you see what Boris Johnson's doing. And yeah. Going, no. No. Maybe. We maybe have this our is own bad. idiots. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm still holding out for America to buy Ireland. You know, be like, here, lads, come on. <laughs> oh God, no, Jesus. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It couldn't be this worse. Is- for all the for all the problems we have, for all the concerns we have, we have not yet commodified and put a price on human life. It's getting there. <laughs> it's getting I there. Don't want to insult our listeners in Columbus, Ohio, but <laughs> <laughs> sort yourselves out. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I that that's that's one thing. Like Ireland is Ireland is a mess. Is an absolute mess of a place. Yeah. But anyway, Ireland's a mess. So whenever we're saying to you, sort yourself out, you know you have problems. Well, here's the thing, like seriously, like people don't understand what a mess Ireland actually is. It exists despite itself. It exists. Oh, it's a disaster. Oh, it's a train wreck. Like it's it. The problems that exist in any country in the world are minuscule compared to Ireland because we're just so corrupt. We, we have a tiny, tiny, tiny level of corporation tax, and it would be fine if corporations actually paid that, but they don't. No. Our, our corporation tax is like 12.5%, but most corporations pay like 0.5. Yep. We're literally a tax haven. And literally, also, literally part of our haven. country is occupied by another country. It's yep. a shit show over here. It makes no sense. And the corruption is so vast and omnipresent that the media don't even call it out. So... Because we make jokes about it now. We make jokes about like, it, yeah. The likes of like uh, the Savage Eye, like we'll make jokes about how like, you know, a hundred years of Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael 
have like made Ireland like just this like uh, you know pendulum that swings back and forth between two corrupt entities. And, and now, we watch that on television and we laugh about well, it, and it's very funny. Thing, not only and then we that do nothing about it. No, they joined up together now. And they're literally going, well, you have power and then we have power. Uh, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's like, it's, folks, we are run by WCW in 2001. Mm. <laughs> 2000, 2001. Yep. That's what Ireland is in a nutshell. It's, a, it's an absolute mess. So with that in mind, when we turn to WCW uh, and we look at it, it, it it's with, a, it's with a, a nice sense well, of familiarity. Dara, that's not, that's not a fair comparison because... I gotta say, Fall Brawl '99 was pretty good. It Ireland was. is run by WCW Road Wild '99. Yes. <laughs> Ireland is not run. Ireland is not run by WCW Fall Brawl '99 because if it True. was, we'd be a shining beacon of Europe. Absolutely, and if we can even get there, things would be doing well. But you're right, we're we're Road Wild '99. That's the equivalent. It's a train wreck. It really is. Uh, someone please help us <laughs> we need help <laughs> um, but yeah so let's talk about this so I, after last after the last show that we had um, talking about WCW Martin I was really hesitant to watch the show <laughs> not gonna lie I blame you I, Road Wild was an absolute train wreck it was probably it was one horrendous. of the it was it was probably one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life and do you know what like when i was watching this i was going am i actually really enjoying this or am i just really relieved that this isn't happening in a field surrounded by motorbikes so i think <laughs> i think it for me and a bit from b well because like and i genuinely like i re- i enjoyed this show so much from mm. like start to finish yeah and i was really questioning myself i'm going is it just because road wild was so bad is it just because I watched, I just watched Dynamite and Dynamite was great? Like, is it just, am I just like in a good mood because uh, Full Gear is coming up? Is it just because it's Friday and I've had half a bottle of whiskey? Like, I, I something, or is it, and whisper it, whisper it only in the darkest corners, is it because in late 99, WCW actually made like a really good pay-per-view well they've done a few of them but this one specifically just seems to have everything just clicked at the right but, time exactly but this one came the the point about this one is because we've been doing these wcw pay-per-views for a while and for a long mm. time we were we were saying oh my god like where did this this trope of wcw was dreadful in the 90s come from because mm. Like, we really enjoyed the first half of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. three or four pay-per-views in a row where they just got worse and worse and worse Well, up until Mar- they peaked at uh, Road Wild. Martin, do you know who's not on this show? Dave. No, no. <laughs> well, no. I mean, on the WCW show. Oh. Uh... Santo del Rios, no Disco Inferno. Ah, no Ernest the Cat Miller. Well, no, we've established now that I'm I'm an Ernest star. I know, I know, but these guys just no Dennis Rodman. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no Dennis Rodman. No, no, no portable toilets. No. <laughs> but it, I don't think Buff Bagwell's on this either. No, no Buff people, Bagwell. No Buff so, Bagwell. So people these... cheering instead of people revving motorbikes. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, usually Disco and Ernest Cat Miller somehow appear on these shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm reticent to, to, uh, conflate the two because I think Ernest the Cat was being dragged down by Disco. I um, Disco was over. I have been, I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or what it is, but I am now an Ernest the Cat Miller fan. But Disco so, was always over. He got cheered more. I, I will <laughs> not hear your logic. I will not hear your rationality. <laughs> you Ernest the it. Cat Miller was amazing. Disco was a a war criminal and that is the party line <laughs> well look what I'm saying to you is the two of them didn't leave catering for this show because they didn't have to which yeah. I'm convinced that's what happens on any other show they're like lads we have 10 minutes who's around please go out and do something and then come back and that's what happens I'm and, convinced and that's eating- probably a really fair point because I mean match for match for match I kept waiting for this pay-per-view to get shite. No, it didn't. And it never did. It seems like they actually had some sort of plan. They had some feuds that they knew what they were doing. They had stories that they were telling. They had some guys who could wrestle. Well, look, even like Sid Vicious was in there with with Benoit and he pulled probably the best Sid Vicious match I've ever seen in my life out of him. And I don't know that would not as possible. Didn't pull it. Benoit. No, Benoit pulled it out with Sid Vicious. Yeah. That's what I mean. But I'm like, I can't believe that even happened. I was like, what is going on? Now, what's interesting about this is, right? So Jericho is actually he's debuted in WWE uh, in August, so he's gone, yeah. right? Uh, this Bischoff, um at the same time, Unforgiven 1999 is happening around the same time, and that is. Um, Vince Russo's last pay-per-view with WWE. So he yeah. he is about to come into WCW. So be aware of that, ladies and gentlemen. He's not here yet. So we're go- the oh. wheels are going to fall off very soon. <laughs> and I, and I got to say that whenever we get to that, eventually, mm. I, I have know. never, ever been a Vince Russo fan. Right. But ever since he pulled that stunt where he tweeted about uh, John Moxley... Yeah, uh, putting himself into rehab, I am just viciously, violently, and disgustingly anti-Russo. So when we get That's to fair. there, I will have some cornet level things to say about him. That's fair. And look, as I said, but what's interesting as well, like this could be again, we're we're not watch. We haven't read up on these and before. We're watching them. As you guys are. So when we do these shows again, if you're watching, if you're listening to Phoenix, sorry, <laughs> do your homework. But if you're listening to the podcast, stop the podcast, watch the show. It's it is the best way to to enjoy this. So we don't know if this could be the last gasp of WCW being like top quality. This show is probably like an eighty five percent, definitely four four and a half well, quality. Well, here's the thing: is uh, because I thought I remembered this whole period. And we'll get into it later. But mm. There's a couple of matches here that made me go, wow, I really enjoyed this. I have zero memory of this. And mm. so now I'm sitting here going, maybe I don't recall 
you know, the the decline or the fall of WCW as as clearly as I think I do. Yeah. And this is kind of yeah, it's kind of becoming a little bit exciting for me because I know a crash is coming, but right now what I'm left with is a pretty goddamn good pay per view. Well see what happened was and you know I don't it it's just this context is important. WCW were fine up until Mick Foley won the belt and they did the whole that will put butts and butts on seats. seats. And that's what actually caused WCW to lose their rating. And it just kind of stayed that way because the, the Rock of Mankind feud was so good at the beginning of 1999. And funny, if you want to actually check out our past shows on this, you can, where we actually cover 1999 in detail. So you can, you can actually kind of compare and contrast. But that's when WCW started to decline. Not because it got bad, but because WCW was just so good. So what happens then is when Russo leaves WWE to come to WCW, they start to panic because they're like, oh my God, we need to do something and change up the show and then it goes into the absolute toilet. So if w- yeah. I'm going to make a bold a bold statement here, man. If WCW had to just stayed the course with what they were doing, yeah. they would have been fine. They actually Absolutely. would have been fine. And this the, is the case the, point. The like, exact same thing should have happened, but in reverse. Yeah. Russo should have left WWF to go to WCW and WCW should have panicked. Yeah, that's true. That's a very yeah. that's a very succinct point and very poignant point because like I just think they were like, Oh, he, he's I'm, brilliant. I'm he's nothing if not poignant. Hey, well, that's it, man. You know, and it's like <laughs> that's very, very true. Because fair enough. Fall, Road Wild was terrible, right? But we are going to see some truly atrocious stuff very soon. And nothing that matches this quality once Russo takes over. Is this, and like, so maybe your uh, memory is better than mine, because I, I genuinely don't remember, but is this the last gasp of W? Is this the last great I, gasp of WCW? I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if it's this or the very end of the year, but we, I think we are very close. This actually could be it. But if Halloween Havoc, which is the next one, isn't amazing, I think that could yeah. be it. See, I always, I know my by start- memory, my memory of Halloween Havoc is that the gimmick is always great, but the shows yeah. have never been good. I know by Starcade, it's pretty much done. Like we're pretty much in the toilet. Like so, we're getting very close to it now. Um, I'm not going to say is this the last gas, but I tell you what, by the time we get to the end of 1999, we'll be able to actually say that, and this actually could be it. This could be the the swan song of WCW in a lot of ways. Well, and what we will say is that Fall Brawl, for our European listeners, is called the Autumnal Rumble, <laughs> or for our Irish listeners, the Autumn Scrap. <laughs> yeah. But so I watched this on the WDB network. Um, did you watch it on the network as well, or did you watch it another way? I did because okay. of you, Dara, because of you and Dave, my long standing principled stand against ever giving WWE any money ever again has been ruined. So, but listen, here's the I hope thing, you know but... that for <laughs> I've I, I come on this podcast and I love you dearly, and I think you and Dave are both great, but you've both co- cost me my soul. Well, look, it's like the way everyone has a Disney Plus account and Disney are more evil. <laughs> so it's the way it is. <laughs> By the way. Worst not... part is I have a Disney account. So. Yeah, so there it is. It is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I don't have any moral high ground. <laughs> no, oh, by the way, not to get too into it, but have you seen there's a new Home Alone movie? 
No, but apparently Ashling B is in it, and I love Ashling B. So I, I, I start watching about five minutes of it, and I'm like, oh my god, what are they doing? Apparently, they so they made a re a re for re shot, basically remake of the first one slash reboot, but without all the charm and re, like the 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 baddies in it are like down on their luck, so they just they need money. And they're really well, likable. So you feel sorry for so you feel sorry for them. So you can't watch them be hurt, and you're like, "What have you done? What have you what? done? <laughs> like, oh my god, this poor man needs money. Money, <laughs> money to feed his family. Let's yeah. drop an iron on his face. No, no, no. Let's no. So this poor man and woman need money because the house is getting stolen from underneath them. Let's shoot uh, pool, pool balls at them. It's like who came up with this? This is sick. <laughs> it's like really poor taste. So that came out on the. T- the 12th and 13th of November, folks. So if you want to watch Ugh. that, yeah, Disney. Oh, so Disney Plus. Um, yeah, if we we all have a Disney Plus account and it's like having a WWE. Tell, tell you what, I would say about a Disney Plus account is that um, why the Last Man is quite good. It's cancelled uh, now. What? Yeah, it's cancelled. Me, me and the missus just watched the last bloody episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitter cancelled it. Why? Why? I mean, it's stupid to ask why did Twitter cancel anything because it, yeah, as soon so as it, Twitter it, hears of anything, it cancels anything yeah, because uh, everyone on Twitter is a short-sighted, reactionary <laughs> dimwit. There you go. That's pretty much what happened. Uh, and that's why, again, I just, I, I personally, I can't wait, uh, Martin, until Twitter discovers 90s wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for that. They're going to lose Because we know that we can't kill Twitter and we're just sitting here waiting for Twitter to kill us. <laughs> well, my hope is it goes it goes the way of Tumblr, where the servers get nuked and everything gets wiped. That's my big hope. With my, Twitter. Well, honest to God, man, me and the girlfriend, we genuinely got into why the last man we thought it was a really interesting concept. If anyone it hasn't is, yeah. seen it, it's uh, basically uh, some sort of virus attacks that kills everybody with a Y chromosome. So it kills, it basically kills all the men, except mm. it leaves like, you know, obviously women and trans men and stuff like that. And it's what kind of society they build without mm. biological men. Mm. And the only thing that I thought would have made, would have been really good, would have been if they had, why the last man? But what, if they made it alongside a sister series where all the women were killed? Mm. I think that... that- could, you could see side by side what a society run by only women and what a society run by only men would be. You know, I I just thought that would be a really good idea. I think that like, I haven't read the com- I read the first couple of issues of White Last Man when, it, when the comic came out, but I think they might have done something similar to that afterwards. But I, again, I wanted to watch the series, but by the time I got around to it, Twitter had a bit of a, a freak out and cancelled it. So Disney bent and it off. Dare, dare I? Dare I? Because it struck me, and I, I generally, I am a left-wing socialist, so I do not use this word as a pejorative, but it is so hard to use it without contempt. It, it struck me as a program that was very woke. Like, mm. what happened that was that upset people? Um. There was, I mean, it had it had trans representation, it had LGBT representation, it, yeah, obviously yeah. it had women's representation. <laughs> that was, uh, from my understanding what, what was, of it... What was the goddamn problem? There wasn't enough representation. 
of of who? I don't know if that's what they said. Like so in, that's why in, Inuits. There wasn't enough Inuits represented. As I said, man, they should have just made the show and that's it. Um, just not even listen to them. But that's what happens. So tw- Twitter, thanks again for like ruining a very good show. But all Twitter, all Twitter is for is there for is to get you fired in five years. Yes. That's all it is. That's the sole reason it exists. Absolutely. Twitter. But anyway, do like I, I'm totally. Gonna, <laughs> I am going to watch the show at some point. Um, but I've I've got into watching. There's you know, no point now. You know, it's ah, cancelled. Like, well, look, I was a big fan of of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and that was cancelled, and I still watched it. So, oh. you know, but Why that's everything back... that's awesome get cancelled. Oh, I don't know. That shite gets forty seasons. The Walking Dead still has. Is still has still going. I don't oh, know. Hold, 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 hold your horses there, O'Connor. You're not watching The Walking Dead, are you? The Walking Dead's all right. Okay, it's not. It's still, not oh no, great. No, but it's not the Kardashians. Like let's <laughs> not let's not start drawing comparisons between The Walking Dead and you know the real life sucking zombies. Fair, bro. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I did like The Walking Dead up until um they got stuck in the the far the farm. And then well, I, and then I tell you what, lots of people say that, and it actually, and and I know it's the final season. It's obviously it's too late to be doing it now, mm. but the final season has actually been incredible. Like, really, it's been re- It's been very like I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead, and I will admit that there's a big chunk from maybe about season six to season nine or whatever where. Uh, it just wasn't great mm. but th- this I think that because they know it's the last season they've really pulled out the stops and it's actually been really good it's reminded me a lot of the early seasons of The Walking Dead well see that's pretty cool when that kind of happens because like you know when you, when you have that like that's why every show sh- should have a chance to kind of have a last season when they know it is to kind of get the story done like there's nothing worse when you have it. like for example I was watching them um, Utopia. Utopia is actually a great show. Oh, it's wonderful. Is it? Uh, well, hold on. This all of this is news to me. This whole podcast is breaking my heart. Are you telling me Utopia isn't getting another season? Yeah, they cancelled it because of the story of Utopia freaked people out and it's gone. So in the way it ends on the cliffhanger, that's it. <laughs> and is Dara like? Oh my, like Utopia's hurt, great. Just like hurting me, is how like. Oh man, if I have I to know about we it, friends. we are just... friends. But if I have to know about it, you have to know about it too. And look, I loved Utopia. I've watched it three times. I think it's one of the best shows you can watch on Amazon Prime. Well, the only and... the only thing is that Prime, and I, the reason I haven't watched it is because I've been watching the current one. But now I have no excuse not to. Prime also has the original it BBC Utopia. Does it? Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. So I can watch that instead. No, no, you should, you should watch the new one. The new one's really good. It has no, a really no, I've car- seen the new one. I, I really bloody like the new one. Yeah, and now right. you feckin' told me that the new one's cancelled. Yeah, oh, wasn't my, wasn't my fault. I'm, I'm trying not to swear because <laughs> the radio edit, but you big old... Ruiner. Tink, Tinkerbell. I don't know <laughs> why Tink... I apologise to any Tinkerbells out there. It was just the first word that came to mind. <laughs> but anyway... Watch uh, Utopia, folks, if you haven't on Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. 
But um, that streaming service, the world we live in now where everything is done by streaming services. And what I will say is, you know, some folks are listening to this now are probably like, we don't have the WWE Network anymore. And like they're watching it on Peacock. So certain things on the WWE, well, they're still paying the WWE. But, you know, but I, they, have I like Peacock, to... they have Peacock, uh, they have 30 Rock, you know? Yeah. That's... But see, that's, what, that's why I think eventually what's going to happen is, Either Amazon or Disney are just going to buy the WWE and the all network's going to go right. somewhere because it makes way more sense. Like the WWE network is great, but it's like so ahead of its time that doesn't it's even. It's not going to be Amazon. It's going to, uh, yeah. You don't think it's going to be Amazon? D- Dis- Disney or Peacock. Amazon wouldn't buy it. Amazon hmm. uh, are, and I'm trying to say this diplomatically, shite. But what I mean is, I'm like, yeah, Amazon Prime is not a good service, right? But it's so cheap. It's, it's like, dreadful. Yeah, but the reason why it's so cheap is because they own all the servers. So it costs them The reason them why nothing. it's so cheap is because they go, oh, here's a film on Amazon Prime. Ah, uh, it costs four ninety nine to watch it one time. Well, see, that's why you use a VPN, sir. Well, Dara, unlike you, I'm I'm a law-abiding member of society. Ah, uh, there's nothing wrong with using a VPN. VPN is totally fine. But VPN stands for violent <laughs> person. No, Vir- virtual, virtual private network. There's nothing wrong with it. And if you own a virtual ne- uh, VPN and want to sponsor the show, please do, because um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna plug the one that I use. But and if you own a VPN and want to sponsor the show, I will change my definition of VPN. That's fair. That is fair too. But no, like when uh, when Brexit came in, um, I was like, oh, I can't use. VPNs anymore. I can't, I can't. I can't watch Amazon Prime anymore without a VPN. So I had to build a a, a router basically that has a VPN in it that I can just connect to. I'm like, there we go. Problem solved. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Love that. Ridiculous. I am so jealous of your knowledge of technology. I wish I could sit here and go. Will I pay five ninety nine a month, or will I rebuild a router out of you know? 12 dead horses and a, <laughs> and, a, and a biscuit tin. Well, I, 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 I mean, I'm in awe of you, sir. <laughs> well, I couldn't do that, Martin. But what I will say is there are little computers you can get that are like 30 bucks and you can you program can them to Yeah, but you can do whatever you want with it. And there's little routers you can make and all kind of stuff. And it's great. But, um, you know, that's what I'm saying, folks. Streaming services are great. But geolocks are ridiculous. And, you know, there are ways around them. But anyway, let's let's get into this show. So, six-man tag team match. A phenomenal opener. Fantastic. I couldn't believe Vampiro was here. It's been so long since I've seen Vampiro in his prime. Or Actually, no, his prime was a little bit after this. But uh, young Vampiro. And this is before you wait to see what they do with Vampiro. Oh, my God. But anyway, Rey Mysterio Jr., Eddie Guerrero, Billy Kidman, the Filthy Animals, brilliant tag team, terrible name, Vampiro, and Insane Clown Posse. Four amazing wrestlers carrying two idiots to yeah. 20 minutes of genuinely brilliant wrestling. This was phenomenal. Not only was this excellent, the fact that they managed this with two non-wrestlers really speaks to the absolute talent of everyone else involved. He's, um, you know, it, it, those two guys are just, <laughs> like, I know they set up their own wrestling promotion and they are wrestling fans, but Jesus, they're just, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, but, this match... uh, but also the sole tapes of Mick Foley's 
Japanese death matches. Yeah. With their own commentary over them. Yeah. And then yeah. Mick Foley found out and they wrote him a check fairly well, sharpish. Well, because you know. Mick Foley's like the nicest guy in the world, but if he was angry at you, yeah, I don't I don't think I'd hold up very long either. Well now he's the king of the death match for a reason, you know. But this match was really good. Um some absolutely insane spots from Kidman, Mysterio and Eddie just being the ring general. Um I love Billy Kidman. I don't know why people have hate against him. He's brilliant. Brilliant. It's me it's bizarre, isn't it? He's it makes exceptional. No makes he no he beats himself up in every match. He puts yeah. the the world of effort into everything. Everything. I, everything like, he does. Yeah. I'd understand if he was like do you want to, honestly? I think it's the clothes. I think people look at the clothes and go, "Oh, he's lazy." But right. so you think he, if you so you think if he came out in a singlet, it'd or, be a lot better. Yeah, or like wings or something, just something stupid, because people are bloody stupid. But uh, I I cannot understand anyone who doesn't genuinely appreciate Billy Kidman because mm. he comes out every time in these matches, and he's always in the first match. And yep. he always gives it hell for leather, and it's mm. always brilliant. And he makes these normally terrible WCW pay per views. Mm. He gives you like, like a bit of hope, like oh my god, this is going to be good. Mm. And I'm so used to being abused and shocked by them that Billy came out with with Eddie and Ray. Mm. I mean, God, talk about a lineup. And they had a great match, and I was like, "No, I'm not going to let myself get excited because, because you know, I've been I've been shocked so many times." And then every single match that came along was like, "Ooh, well, this is good." Yeah. Well, that was good Very as good. well. And then I'm sitting good. there going, "Hold <laughs> Are on, you this is two hours in, and I'm." Am I enjoying this? I think yeah. I'm enjoying this. But listen, you know, there are ways the starting starting the the show off with a quick fast pace match like this. Yeah. There's a reason for it. The crowd gets into it straight away. You can have just the these guys were young at the time, the young guys going in putting on the show, and then it kind of sets the table for the rest of the show. And you have yeah. Mike Tanay there on commentary again. Mike Tanay is always just so consistent, calling all the moves perfectly. Shivani and, and uh, Bobby the Brain just being Bobby the Brain. But, uh, you know, Mike Tanay, this is where he shines too, where he's like just calling all these matches, calling all these moves really, really well. And I, it's a treat to watch. Um, a fantastic opener, really good. The right finish really? as well. Um, Honestly, God, do, you know, do you know what this opener reminded me of? This reminded- week. Like this week on Dynamite, there was a match between uh, Dante Martin, Leo Rush, Matt Seidel, and Lee Moriarty, mm. and it was a it was an honest to god hell for leather high flyer. All four of them are what would have been called cruiserweights, mm. and they were going hell for leather at each other, really fast pace. Well, particularly Leo Rush, and I'm remember- sitting watching that match going, "This is a." WCW cruiserweight match. Well, what were they all watching? They were watching this. They yep. were growing up or emulating this. And this Abs- is yeah. this is it. Like we've said it before. Like and even in, in impact, you, well, yeah. this would be an impact opener. You'd you'd have this on impact pay-per-views. 
and it's brilliant and it works. It's it just I honest to God, I think the best way to open any wrestling show is with cruiserweights. It's just the way to do it. There's no other way to do it. Uh, anytime you Absolutely. open anything else, it's just you have to. It's and look, Impact were the first ones to really kind of roam with that. Uh, outside of WCW, and it's great that AEW are doing that too. The next match was a bit well, of a dip. Before, just just before we go to the next yeah. match, yeah. And this was a great match. It was like you say, it was a perfect opener. It was brilliant. Yeah. The only complaint I have, mm. and I'm not saying, and I would never say that Rey Mysterio is an ugly man. I would never say that. He's, he's very handsome. Very, man. He's no, no. Don't don't lie. He's what a weird. Will... He's very weird without the mask. But I, no, 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 he's a very handsome man. What I will say is that the the bleach blonde hair doesn't doesn't do it for me. Listen, the the, the Mexican M M&M, and M. I I don't. I think you're Rey Mysterio Jr. I don't think you're the Mexican M M&M. and M. This is look, this is why the WWE said put the mask back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put, put the yeah. mask back on for all the criticisms I have. Of that wretched company, the you know a, a yeah. broken clock gets the right time twice a day. Look, it's yeah. look he makes it work, but you know the mask. Very mysterious about the mask is is a very very scary looking thing. Oh um, yeah, like he's still incredibly talented. You're still. Going, oh yeah. Wow, look at that amazing move by that freak. <laughs> Used the word freak, but he's a very weird looking dude. To be fair, he really is. Yeah, look at but, that amazing move by that albino weird. lunatic. He just looks so weird looking all the time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, poor Who Ray. Eminem could do a hurricane rana <laughs> so perfectly too. So the next match was a bit of a dip, and it's not because of Ka- I'm going to butcher his name, Kaz Hayashi. Uh, that's how you said, all right. Lenny Lane well, was, Lenny Lane was the problem here. Hold on. So me, 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 this is this is going to be an interesting discussion. So you thought the next match was a bit of a dip? It wasn't a bad match. It was a bit of a dip, and the only reason why was because Lenny Lane. One, I couldn't get over the fact he looks exactly like Lex Luger, like scarily so. Wow. <laughs> to, the point I, to the point I thought it was Lex Luger. I am um, going to tell you. Go on. I thought the match was okay. Like the actual, in terms of wrestling, the matches, uh, it was fine. Right. But my God, I have not seen these characters and I don't even remember these characters of Lenny and Lodi. And I loved them. Oh, no, you didn't. I fell in love with them. Oh, no. I like, (laughs) so it was, it was the 90s. So I get what they're doing. I get what yeah. they're doing is like a like a gay character. Yeah. Um. But I thought for the nineties it was it was kind of handled with like a little bit of uh, subtlety or at least not outright hatred. Or well, mockery. what's funny about this is that they're known as the West Hollywood Blondes, right? Which is fantastic. And uh, have that- you looked up what West Hollywood is? No, but it's a reference to initially uh, the Hollywood Blondes were Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Yes. West Hollywood. So I, I, so I watched this match and I, honest to God, I love these guys. I thought the characters were brilliant. The match was, as I said, the match is okay, but I, <laughs> the characters were phenomenal. I thought 
Lenny in the ring was great. I thought Lodi outside the ring with his holding up his signs was mm. fantastic. So he kept yeah, that going like, for years. The signs he did it all the way up until like 2011, apparently. Well, kind of, but like what you were saying is like yeah, the Hollywood Blondes. It was a, a piss take. The Hollywood Blondes, the West Hollywood Blondes, West Hollywood is actually a part of California. Right. And it's an area in California that's basically. It's, it's like a huge gay area. Oh, wow. Okay. You that know, makes... so you go down yeah. West Hollywood and it's all rainbow flags and, okay. you know. Right so, yeah. I thought, particularly for the 90s, that this was obviously not an accurate representation of gay people. Mm. But there was no malice behind it. No, there, there, didn't, no... there didn't seem to be. Yeah. That's the thing. There didn't seem to be. Like, it's just... When I was, I mean, we're asking very little of the nineties. <laughs> well, look, compared to some of the stuff that you would see on WDB at this time, and I will be honest with you, if King had been commentating that match, oh yeah, it would have been a disaster. You know, it would have been a disaster, and particularly when you see it with you know a similar gimmick, uh, what were they called, Billy and Chuck, a couple of years later, yeah, or what they, or what they did the Canyon, you know, WCW yeah, so, kind of held things a, a little bit better so, than WWE would do. So apparently this whole gimmick was based on uh, Lenny ha- was a fan of, uh, do you know Saturday Night Live? The yeah. sketch show. Apparently there was a couple of characters on Saturday Night Live, one of whom was Steve Carell, and they were called the Ambiguously Gay Dudes. Ah, yes, 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 I remember this. So it was never like uh, Chuck and whatever in that, these two guys, you know, they had their hair and pigtails and they would jump around and hug each other and they had lollipops and all that. But there was never anything that um, that you could do, that you could sit in a court and say, these are gay guys. You know, mm. everything was implied. Um, so they were like the the ambiguously gay dudes. So I I loved I loved the <laughs> I, I genuinely, maybe I'm in the minority here. I genuinely love the characters. I thought this was hilarious. I was, I was just expecting a little bit more when Kazutashi was there because um, James Truepenny, when he's listening to this, he will. He the name is going mad because Hitashi uh, actually joined Gleet in 2020 as their chief technical officer. So he is a huge name in Japan and Gleed actually is a great promotion. We talked about it um, yeah. on an episode of True Penny Channel a while ago. A True Penny show a while ago. So when I saw the matchup, I'm, I was expecting a little bit more. But for what you said, I'd give it a pass because I'm like, all right, cool. They were trying to do something a little bit different. But well, I, well, I want, yeah, I just I, expected a bit more. I kind of agree with you in that Lenny and Lodi were doing all the character work. And uh, Hayashi was do- he was doing all the wrestling. <laughs> he was just doing all the wrestling. But um, so I watched this and I thought, oh man, these characters are amazing. I can't believe we've gone from Road Wild to this. So something awesome has happened in the in the in the four intervening weeks where this tag team has come out. So I looked them up. Mm. <laughs> it turned out that uh. Turner Broadcasting Services was very unhappy with these guys. Oh, well. Oh, and no. They, they were cancelled 
by TBS. So the wrestlers stayed uh, employed. Right. But the characters of Lenny and Lodi were cancelled by the network. And they came back weeks later. They were cancelled by Turner Broadcasting Services Standards and Practices. Interesting. And they came back weeks later, the same two guys as a tag team called Standards and Practices with Miss Hancock, who had become Stacey Ah, Keebler. Stacey Keebler. Oh, interesting. So that's where I came from. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So they were kind of like, they went from like being like this uh, overtly super gay character to kind of like a kind of a cool version of right to censor because right to censor was horrific this, this is true but also stevie richards very much kind of followed that trajectory as well where you know so that's pretty interesting too well there, there you go. go the more you know guys the more you know um i'm, I'm, I'm not just on the podcast because i'm the pretty one <laughs> well there you go man you know that i didn't even realize that was a thing but um <laughs> that's crazy that's absolutely crazy. But obviously, Lenny Lane defeated Kaz uh, to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. But yeah. obviously, he was fired like two weeks later, the character. Uh, wonder what happened to that belt. I guess we'll we'll find it next month. Um, <laughs> so, hope. Hugh Morris and Brian Nobbs with Jimmy Hart defeated Dean Malenko and Shane Douglas in an no-disqualification match in about just under 10 minutes. Ugh, yeah. This was a low point. The, it, even Dean Malenko and Shane Douglas couldn't say it was. This. It was a low point, relatively. But I'll, I'll like so answer me this. Go on. It was low point relatively. But if this match was on Road Wild, oh, best match of the whole thing. Best match. Of the whole thing. <laughs> you know. Like, look, it was a gar. It was literally a garbage match. But I like garbage but, matches. But you know, I don't but, like. I don't like uh, the nasty boys. It's, it's like I was saying earlier. Maybe I'm in a good mood. Maybe I'm just looking forward to. Uh, to full gear but I was looking at Brian Nobbs and he wasn't surrounded by like bin lids and shite uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Shane Douglas and Dean Malenko like yeah. Dean Malenko alone amazing yeah. yeah he is yeah and I'm looking at Hugh Morris who now correct me if I'm wrong here maybe mm. I'm mixing them up with someone else but did Hugh Morris become later in WCW Hugh erection yeah and for our listeners on the radio edit, I am not saying huge What you think he's saying. No, he's not. That, was, not that was the character. No. To an engorged penis. I'm <laughs> no. saying his name was Hugh, space, the letter G, G, full stop, and his surname was Rection. Yeah. This was, and that was a gimmick put forward by Russo. Really? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. We will see more of that <laughs> because WCW falls off a cliff thanks to Vince Russo. Yeah. So, I have to say, though, again, WCW World Television Title match, which I think the television title is like a great idea, to be fair, that every company should have television title. I mean, yeah, you have to defend it. So oh, I, You have to defend I, it on I television. I absolutely yeah. love the TNT title. Yeah. And I thought it was, I think, one of the best runs of the TNT title ever. And I know you're not going to like this, was when Cody had it because Cody made a commitment to defend it every single week, and uh, I thought that was amazing. That's how we got. Should be done. 
That's how we got Eddie Kingston. That's yep. how we got um, Brody Lee. Brody Lee, yep. exactly. That's how we got we got several amazing wrestlers because he defended that title week to mm. week. I know that the people who hold it now don't do the same thing. I think they yeah. should. They should. I think yeah. A TV title is a brilliant gimmick. And it it's is a brilliant gimmick if you have to defend it every week. It, it it's a brilliant it's a brilliant gimmick in general because it means you know what you're getting at every show, you know, or you know a pay per view title where it has to be defended. Like there needs to be a, like a belt that like you know, this is going to be defended no matter what. And what's great is Rick Steiner was the perfect guy to actually like to be in that because he's such a workhorse. Same with Perry Saturn, also phenomenal, phenomenal worker. It's unreal. This match for me was match of the night, legitimately. It's brilliant. Um, Oh, it's fantastic. And you forget how good Perry Saturn is because of what WWE did to him. But then everyone, Rick Steiner's there. Everyone like, oh, forgets how good Perry so, Saturn So, so good. If you're only watching one match on this, and I know I say this, you know, but if you are only watching one match on this, go watch Rick Steiner and Perry Saturn. You will not be disappointed. It's phenomenal. It's brilliant. It's under 10 minutes, about nine and a bit. Really, I'm, really good. I'm, I'm really actually, good. I don't know if you can hear these pages flicking in the background. I'm actually looking through my notes to see if I disagree with you. And I don't. Oh. I don't. Uh, Harry Saturn versus Rick Steiner. Ron Breaker's da. Oh, come on. Great match. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, you know, technical masterpiece, some really cool holds, some really good spots, and they yeah. batter each other at the same time. It's everything you want. What I, have, what I have here in my notes is hard hitting, yeah. two ugly guys beating the shit out of each other. That's it. And that's what you want for a belt. Wrestling and you can tell that. Uh, Steiner was over because as it came towards the end of it, the whole crowd started like woofing, like hoo, 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 yep. hoo, hoo. that dog face grandma thing. Man, this they, do you know what? And this whole show, maybe they were just glad to be inside for a change <laughs> after right. Road Wild, but this crowd was on fire. They were they hot loved it. for they a whole it. show, and I don't blame them because the show was really good, but um. Man, particularly with this match, when these two guys went hell for leather at each other, and they really did. They laid into each other. They were doing some really stiff, some really snug work. Mm. Uh, like if you're a fan of wrestling that looks like a fight, this, this is it. This is good. it. Now the next match was the opposite to it, but I really enjoyed it because I really like Berlin, who's also known as Alexander Roy, who's German. That's the joke. Berlin, and he was with the wall. That's the joke. Get it? Berlin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the joke. Um, Berlin Wall. It's, so oh, he was it's he so was supposed stupid. to fight Buff. So, yeah, he was, yeah. So Buff would have been on the show. And Buff didn't have the he, stuff? No, he didn't have the stuff today. Uh, so Jim Duggan, sorry, Jim Duggan came out. And <laughs> the match wasn't good. But I really well, like Berlin, and I think Berlin got a bad shake. Well, I'm going to tell you what. This was some jingoistic nonsense. Yes, that's it all it was. Because Berlin uh, is German. Yeah. And Jim Duggan is Jim Duggan. And, and he it was USA to chance. speak English. He does, yeah. Oh, how funny. dare he <laughs> yeah. speak it was, his first language. <laughs> it was 100% jingoistic nonsense. And that's what. Here's the thing, though. And this works. Hacksaw, sorry, this, works. this works. This is what AEW did with uh, your Cody and your man. Well, I actually have a note. I'm, I'm going to read this out word for word what I've written here. I said I wrote I wrote down jingoistic nonsense 
never goes out of style in pro wrestling. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. It will never. No. You're 100% right. And you know I'm an AEW... Well, listen, here's the thing. Uh, loyalist. So listen, I'll, re- like, I'll defend it, but that was absolute jingoistic nonsense. Re- wrestling this- takes shortcuts. Wrestling takes shortcuts. It does. And um, jingoistic nonsense is always going to do it. Cheap Bloody the Iron Sheik. The uh, Un-Americans. Um, the, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. If, if you just want to, if you want to, uh, you know, get over as a heel in america just, yeah, just be a foreigner american, no. <laughs> i know no be, be a foreigner who's an american and then say you hate america and there you go you're yeah. over <laughs> you're or over. just That's say, it. oh no i would prefer to speak my native language my native language i mean you know but, sure, well, but well, you look, know this was i mean there's two ways looking at this is jingoistic nonsense. It absolutely was. Mm. Hacksaw came out with his flag and with his two by four, and he hailed and waved it around and bloody bloody blah. <laughs> and hey, the crowd went bloody wild. The crowd was loving it. They were all over the place. It made again this crowd made what would have been a fairly drab, fairly dreary match really watchable. Yeah. And look, as I said, Berlin is actually a great wrestler. He really is. Alexander Roy, he's fantastic. So wasn't really shown. He was given back earlier on in his career, he was given a bit more of a chance. But this is like it things don't get better for Berlin on the wall. They get no. progressively worse, which is really Although, sad. I'll tell you what, do you know what? Watching his entrance, because this was his debut. Watching mm. his debut, I get Volter vibes off him but it was only because the music was like he's a high flyer a, though he's a high flyer like that's yeah, but his, it's just because the music was kind of like yeah. uh grand you know, and ominous i think he had no expression you know i think you know wwe really should have latched onto him him and Kurt Angle would have like set the world on fire oh yeah well but, um, um, um if i could take anyone from wwe and I mean all of WWE, if you could allow me to take one person over to AEW, the only person I'd take would be Walter. Uh, Literally. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. What about AJ? AJ. Now, AJ's really? amazing. He's brilliant. AJ's, AJ strikes me as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's He's got his body of work. He's done his, like, really... yeah. He's just there now. Proper wrestling stuff. He's just there now. Get a clout, get a paycheck. Millions of dollars, millions of dollars to do the phenomenal forearm, and I'm not for a second criticizing him for that. Eight million, man. I'd, I'd, I'd take eight million to do a forearm every night. Yeah. But uh, man, if I had to take someone who I thought was going to be an actual asset, the AEW. Yeah, that's fair. I look, I look at the whole of the WWE roster, the mm. only person I would take. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. If you want the full show, there's two ways you're going to be able to get it. Join us live at 11.30 p.m., 6.30 p.m. Eastern over on the Wrestling Rewind YouTube channel. The WrestlingRewind.com will get you there and you can uh, join the chat and uh, join in on the fun. 
Also, if you want, you can check us out on the podcast. The podcast um, can be got from our, our channel, Nerd to Know Media. You can subscribe there or you can go to the Two Penny channel uh, or the Two Penny Show channel and you'll be able to get it there for free, no cost to you. And there's a whole bunch of content there as well. But thank you for checking us out here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, The Wrestling Rewind. We'll see you next time. You have nothing else to do on a Saturday? Do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media Radio Network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. got his body of work he's done his like really yeah he's just there now proper wrestling stuff he's just there now, now get a, get a paycheck. millions of dollars millions of dollars to do the phenomenal forearm and i'm not for a second criticizing him for that eight Long million man i'd i'd i take eight million to do a forearm do every night yeah but uh man if i had to take someone who i thought was going to be an actual asset the aw yeah, that's fair. I look, I look at the whole of the WWE roster. The mm. only person I would take is is Walter. That's fair. That's fair. I don't even think Finn. I think. I think yeah, Finn's Finn is, got his place over there, and he's happy with it. Finn, Finn I, the dam the damage is done to him now at this point. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. I used to I, love the uh, like the the Viking Raiders, the Viking Warriors of the. Flip, they're calling them, uh, but again, I think they're so damaged that they don't even, they wouldn't even work um, as as good as the tag team division is. Yeah, man, for me, it would be Walter. And that's fair, and, and Berlin definitely did have that kind of vibe. That um, it's the Eastern Block gimmick. That's yeah. what it is, you know. Even though he looks but, weird and he looks strange and he. Yeah, but and that haircut. Lack of, that nobody haircut. in Eastern Europe is wearing that haircut, but it's well, amazing. Here's the thing. But Alexander Wright would come out to disco music before, so he was like proper, you know, German house music dancer. That was like his old gimmick. So, you know, they were mad for the German stereotypes in the nineties. Harlem Heat defeated oh. the West Texas Rednecks of Barry Windham and Kendall. Uh, Windham with Kirk with Kurt Hennick for the WCW tag team titles in 13 minutes. Yeah, yeah look, I it was, was, right. it was I was right. slightly confused by this. Didn't they win the titles uh at Road Wild? Yes. So they lost them between Road Wild and now. Yes. And then regained them. Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean I, I don't necessarily Think but they shotting is a bad but, thing. Like, but they beat Canyon and Bam Bam for them. Uh, ball roll. Sorry, at a uh, road while they won. To be fair, this was a better match and made more sense and also set up a feud. There was actually a feud this time for Harlem Heat and Harlem Heat are a better tag team. They, even though I love Canyon, uh, 
Harlem Heat are like one of the best tag teams of all time. So Harlem Heat are amazing. Yeah, one of the best tag teams ever. Um, but yeah, I get like uh, now, as I was saying, like I don't think hot shotting is necessarily a bad thing. I think you can hot shot a title like as part of a feud. Like personally, in the future, I would like to see the Young Bucks and FDR hot shot the. The, the tag tails you know I'd like to see one of them win it and one of them lose it and one of them win it and one of them lose it back and forth yeah. and you know I, I think that would be really cool I just don't get the impression that, that that's what the long term long term story was here but no. decent match never going to be annoyed with Harlem Heat no and look it, it was one of it would set up the rise of Booker T which is probably the only good thing near the end of the WCW um, Sid Vicious again as we said had probably the match of his career with Chris Moir who isn't long <laughs> easily for, yeah who isn't long for WCW as is Eddie Guerrero and Perry Sarton they'll be gone very early into 2000 so you know this was uh, Chris Benoit losing the United States heavyweight championship in 12 minutes of a match you won't believe that Sid Vicious is in because you're like <laughs> What is going on? It's I worth watching this. It is, yeah. Just to see, it's not that it's it's a very good match, but it's not that it's like a five star match. But no. it's just worth watching this to see how good Chris Benoit was, because yeah. Chris Benoit made a four star match out of Sid Vicious. Yeah, like, and not like a lame four star match, like a decent. No four star match like it's about it's about 12 minutes and you're watching it and you're like this is so competitive and you're like how is this so competitive and, and you realize that ben was doing all the work oh ben was doing it. even even when sid vicious throws benoit literally yeah. the entire length of the ring that's all benoit ben yeah. was doing all that doing everything benoit gets him in a crippler cross face yeah and sid stands up and Benoit's doing a crippler cross face with Sid standing up, and that is all Benoit, and it yeah. looks goddamn amazing. Yeah, it's and fantastic. I, have, I literally have written down here in my notes going, we're two hours in, and I'm still really enjoying this show. <laughs> this is the match of Sid Vicious. It. It's the match of Sid Vicious' career. He, yeah. It absolutely is. And I will defy anyone the to tell crowd. me otherwise. The crowd is insane. He's in the middle of this uh, uh, man of the millennium or man of the whatever mm. thing where he's like really on a run of wins. Yeah. Uh, he's in a match with one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Ever. Chris yeah. Benoit is like Bret Hart, is like Brian Danielson. He can wrestle anyone and make yeah. it good. And... His hair look, looks like noodles. Like, I just want to I want to chew Sid Vicious's hair. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> and then we you have Gold. You don't like noodles? I don't like noodles when they're, when they're a man's hair. Oh. I mean, like, I'm going to take a guess here and say neither of us have chewed his hair. So you don't no, know. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So if anyone has chewed Sid Vicious's hair, let us know. What they taste like. <laughs> Goldberg defeated DDP in another surprising match because it's Goldberg, but again, he's in there with DDP. Nine minutes. Um, DDP is just, oh, 
gold standard WCW. Um, it wasn't the God. best match. wasn't the best match of the card, obviously, but no. a really good match. If this match had been on, on Road World, people would have made that pay per view okay. Oh my God! Really good time. Really good. DDP time. is so good. But I again, don't. I don't yeah, know how he stepped into a ring at the age of thirty-five. Mm. And was such a natural at the business because yeah. he had so he had this match with Goldberg where he's you know he's a heel, but later in WCW he has the exact same match with Goldberg where he's the face you know he's kind of like the the uh, like under underdog fighting upwards mm. and uh, man I I I'm sitting here going I don't know whether I like DDP more as a heel or a face he's in everything he does he's brilliant I think he can as you said he can pretty much do whatever he wants once he's given the ability to do so and DDP is you know like Canyon just able to go in there and be the ring general any point in the, any I don't know who he's with um Benoit is obviously Benoit and we've seen that. Now, Goldberg isn't a bad wrestler per se. He can be, and he, he has been. But when he's in there with someone who knows what they're doing and someone to kind of guide him, like oh. DDP, you can have this great match. I and again, Goldberg seen... is a bad wrestler. Well, no, and no. DDP just got lucky. No, well, look, Goldberg had that match with Mr. Golf there in Saudi Arabia, and that was a great match too. So, look, he can do it <laughs> if he wants to, but he just doesn't want to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I would say, I would say, look, you know, it's rare that you get a good Goldberg match, but when you do, it's very often the guys in the ring with. It's a good match. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not going to be the one to start sharing praise on Goldberg. I'm not a fan, but That's this fair. is a good match. Yeah. The aura is cool. The crowd yeah. is hot. Big fight feel. Cut. He comes out and it's all yeah. and the the match with DDP lives up to everything else, lives up to the bill, lives up to mm. the entrance, lives up to the fireworks. Yeah. And it's like you say, it's only nine minutes, but it only needed to be nine minutes. Didn't need to be any more. Yeah. No. Uh, it could have been six minutes. You know what? Probably Excellent. six minutes. Yeah. Six minutes yeah. would have been. The only criticism I do have for that match is it probably could have been shorter. could have been about six minutes. It would have been better. Maybe, but As, they're obviously, you know, they want DDP to be more of a... Yeah. More of an opponent than, you know, average jabber. But yeah, good, gen, surprisingly good match. So I'm interested to see what shot about the main event. Because the main event had the right result. But again, Hogan should have been retired. We were led yeah. to believe that Hogan was retired and he came <laughs> back within a month. So, and challenging for the belt, the world heavyweight belt of, of you know, t- to boot. Now, he did lose, and Sting did beat him definitively. But what did you, did you, what was the point? Like, really? So, hold on. So, here, here's, the, here's the end of the match, right? So, um, where to start? There was well, shenanigans. You're talking about the ending. Yeah, there was, there was shenanigans, right? And I know... Um, Bret Hart came out and basically tried to sort this out. Uh, Lou uh, Hogan basically took the bat away when Luger tried to interfere. Sting then him with the bat and assaulted Hogan, and then Sting so, and Luger uh, yeah. celebrated in the middle of the ring. So, so the whole story was built around 
the idea that Hogan was going to betray Sting. Yeah. Everything was built around. It's like all, yeah. all the all the promos were Hogan going, I'd never betray you, brother. I'd never mm. stab you in the back. And you're sitting mm. going, Oh my god, he's totally gonna stab him in the back. Yeah. So yeah, that's what they were all built around. Um I mean this as a main event was great. It it depends how you want to measure it. As a match, was this great? No. Even Sting. One of the most talented wrestlers in there the was world. Just, it was overbooked to hell, Couldn't man. bring Hogan up. Well, look, Hogan. Hogan's best work was in Japan, right? Oh, yeah. Hogan only ever puts only on ever. his working boots. That's actually fair. He only <laughs> ever puts boots in Japan. Japan, right? Yeah. So it was never I mean, he, he Hogan keeps his working boots in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> he just has them there. Yeah. That's it. Hogan's only right, pair yeah. of working boots are yeah. nailed to the floor of a house in Japan. <laughs> I'd believe but, that. I'd believe that, yeah. This match was, like you say, if you take out, you know, like a, like a real good back and forth wrestling match. I mean, Sting was in there. So yeah. Sting at all times kept it at at least a respectable level. So it never descended into like the uh, Hogan Nash. No, or the Hogan Biden. Flair. Or anything yeah. like that. No, you know, it, it, yeah. like, as I said, it, the match itself was serviceable. And th- what let this down was the ending. Because even trying to talk about it is so convoluted. Where, you're like, he had him beat definitively. Yeah. And then interference. And then bats. And then oh, interference. And then interference. And then interference. And it's just like, so by the end of this, we had a ref bump. We had we had Hogan basically been beaten because yeah. he was in the Scorpion deadlock and he wasn't able to respond, right? So he, he had won. There was no reason to overbook this to such an extent and then have Sting quasi-turn with Lex Luger. Well, did you think Hogan at the time was going to lose without 40 people running in? <laughs> but that's the thing, the he, did lo- he did lose. He actually yeah, already with forty people ran into the ring. No, only no. after he pinned Sting twice, and he like <laughs> he kicked like all of the in- people who were interfering. Like he beat up Lex Luger, and he yeah. beat up Sid yeah. Vicious, and he pinned Sting, and he done everything else, and then Hogan deigned to lose. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, and it was let down by that. So like, the show itself, four and a half stars. And the half goes because of this. Well, well, hold on now. Because uh, I, I have a few more things about this match. Okay, go I'm, on. I'll, I'll give you the floor. So, there. Go on. Yeah. So, one. Right, uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way early. Do you remember we talked a couple of weeks ago about how WWE was so petty that they went back through WCW matches and blurred out anti-WWF signs in the crowd? Mm. Well, there's a sign in this crowd that says, Worst Wrestling Federation. And they have gone back and they have blurred that out. <laughs> the hell is wrong with these people? Oh, <laughs> uh, that means Vince had to sit there and watch it. Sit there and watch it. <laughs> anyway, so as you go on, I, a, a few questions. And, and they're not necessarily about this match in particular, but they're just systemic of this match. So one thing that got me was... In Hogan's entire career, and I'm not just talking about WCW and WWF as well, how has he been a face? Because he wrestles like a heel. Like 
the dirtiest heel. Yeah. He scratches the back. Yeah. He chokes them with the cable from the camera. He he's a, he's the dirtiest heel. Yep. The dirtiest heel. He Gold. threw the sand or whatever in, in Yokozuna's eyes. You know, like how how was he a face? I don't think he was ever a face. I don't honestly, I genuinely do not think he was ever actually a face. I think the legacy of Hulk Hogan and the mythos of Hulk Hogan got him over. But anytime I've seen him wrestle, he was always pulling that stuff. Always been and this was Hollywood Hogan, so he is kind of blurred. But even when he came back to WWE, he was still wrestling like this. When he was in TNA, he was wrestling like this. You know, nowadays if he does a match, it's gonna be like this. Um I don't know. I So what one one of the other things I noticed was that this kind of uh the way the match ended with a uh, match was technically between Hogan and Sting, but you had a Bret Hart interference and all that. It kind of mirrored Bret Hart's uh uh like debut in WCW. And the other thing that that hit me was in Sting's entire career, has he ever hit three Stinger splashes in a row? Or is the third Stinger splash purely there just for the other person to jump out of the way? I, I don't think, think so. I've ever seen him hit a third Stinger I've, splash. I've never seen him hit a, a third Stinger <laughs> splash. Well, those, those, those are my notes, Dara. That was all I had to say. I just wanted to get that off my chest. No, that's fair. And I think they're all actual, actually good points. Um, and look, Hogan is probably the biggest name in wrestling that should be scrubbed from from wrestling, uh, in my opinion. Like he he he's done a lot for it, but he's done just as much to damage it, and he's so much to blame for WCW. Hone down the tubes. He's like, and, and even TNA. TNA. And that's then before TNA. we even get started in TNA. Yeah, before we even. <laughs> you know, there was one point where I said I was going to write a book on the fall of TNA and it just never collapsed. So I never actually had to write, write that book. But um, if it was, if it was, the cover was going to be Dixie Carter around the legs of Hulk Hogan as he's walking out of the company. That was going to be the cover because that just sums it up. Well, I'll, um, I'll tell you one thing they did get, though. That on. was a. And, and that. AEW does it slightly to some extent, but they need to lean into it. They need to do it more. Um, who do you call your guy? Let's get ready to rumble. Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer. So apart from the let's get ready to rumble thing, he does these amazing entrances. Like yeah, incredible that. entrances. So the whole time that the person is walking to the ring, he's going, he's going like uh he is the master of the Scorpion Deathlock. He is fighting tonight for honor and righteousness. He is here to defend the good. You know, the whole way down to the ring, he's he's talking. He's saying oh, stuff. Yeah. Amazing. I think. I find it, that only for a main event, but yeah. I think that needs to come back. That's yeah, no, that cool. had me hyped up for this fight. He has like he he gets he gets paid his, his one million a, a a show as well. He 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 earns it, you know. He doesn't really know it's worth a million a show, earn, but still, but he he got paid. <laughs> he got yeah, paid. He happy. goes, I'm getting paid a million. I might as well put a bit of pizzazz, into a bit of effort in it, exactly. Um, but uh, would you agree with my rating on this man, or do you have uh? Would what, you, what I, was your rating? Uh, four point five. So it'd be like a a B plus. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, and and. Partly because it was genuinely good, 
partly mm. because I was genuinely surprised, partly because Road Wild was the drizzling shits, yeah. uh, partly just because I'm in such a good mood because full gear is tomorrow. But man, two hours and 45 minutes, and that's probably part of it as well, the fact that pay-per-views back then were two hours and 45 minutes. I watched this and I kept waiting to be annoyed, kept waiting to be disappointed, kept waiting to be let down. I never was. In 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 a sea of what I'm sure is going to be late 99 WCW floatsome, this is a, is a tranquil island. Oh my God. So I'm out there flicking, flicking to uh, the next one, which is Halloween Havoc. And after flicking forward to Mayhem, and Double J shows up for his first time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And David Flair's back, too. Oh, my God. So this oh, is it. God. This is this is the point at I, which the wave breaks. I think so. I think if it's not Halloween Havoc, which actually looks pretty good, I think it's like, that's we're near the end, folks. <laughs> this oh. is it. Oh, my God. I, I, I think we this goes have... back, though. This goes back the next show as well. We Halloween have, Havoc. Uh, a volley of shots for the autumnal tumble. Oh man! So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, again, our next our next show that we're going to be doing on this is going to be Halloween Havoc 1999. So folks, do your homework. Please do watch the shows because it's going to be a lot more entertaining. But we hope you've enjoyed this show. Uh, we'll be back next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM as we are every single week, uh, no matter what. And Martin, before we get out here, is there anything you would like to plug? Yes. I would like to really plug Toilets because I I love this. I love our show. I mm. love having the crack with Dara. I love yep. the people who listen to us. But I have been busting for a whiz for about half an hour. So That is fair. Yeah. That's fair. Really like to plug a toilet. <laughs> really like to go upstairs and plug a toilet right now. Well... On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, please do go to nerdtonomedia.com, um, True Penny Channel, and of course, if you don't know where we are, you can just uh, search The Wrestling Rewind, and it'll take you to the YouTube channel with all the links. So we will talk to you next week here on The Wrestling Rewind. Bye, guys. Farewell. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.